Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Welcome to episode 67 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm your host, Michael McCall, and I'm flying solo this week because the AFTN crew have hit the road. And by that, I mean myself and Predictor Pooch, because we we don't really pay Steve and Aaron and Jay anywhere near enough money to kind of come on the road. So we're bringing you this live from Pacific Grove in California. And after the success of the last podcast, people seem to really like the background noise from doing the podcast at the game at Percy Perry Stadium. So we're bringing you another outside podcast, and this time we're coming from the beach. So why are we bringing you this one from the beach? Well, if you're a Whitecaps fan just now, life is a beach. It's like they're just doing so well, unbeaten in six, and just on a roll, fantastic entertaining to watch. Life is peachy, life is beachy. So enjoy the waves hitting the rocks in the background and it's a beautiful sunny day here in California. We're going to make this a a little bit of a short podcast, just a little bit of chat and a little bit of audio from after the game on Sunday and some sound bites from from training this week as well. So we weren't able to bring you a post-game show after the fantastic win down in Portland, but what a win that was. I mean, 4-3... The, the first 15, 20 minutes, that just did not look in the cards. The, the Whitecaps were really under the cosh. The defence was getting stretched all over the place. And then, from nowhere, they got that penalty when Eric Hurtado was brought down in the box. And that, that was the, the game's turning point. Gave the Whitecaps some confidence to go on and, and to push. And then they, they hit four unanswered goals before Portland did their own late push and had the defence kind of struggling all over the place. It was a good win. Vital three points. First win against Portland at their place in, in MLS. And it was a deserved win. Now, obviously, a lot of the, the talking points after the game came around the penalties and also the little stramash after the game between Caleb Porter and Carl Robinson. So, quick chat about the penalties. The two penalties that the Whitecaps got, clear penalties as far as I'm concerned. I mean, on, on the second one, you could even have called a penalty on Kikutamani getting brought down, but I mean, Fernandez, he knew what he was doing. He got clipped in the box, and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have taken a lot of contact from him to go down, but he, he went down, it was a clear penalty. Put the Caps 2-1 up with the second penalty from Pedro Morales. 
Portland's penalties now obviously a lot of the Timbers fans are, are claiming that the referee wasn't fair but when you look at them again he was spot on it's like at the time I was saying up in the press box when we watched the replays there was no way that the, the tackle that Laba did in Valerio was a penalty Valerio was looking for it you can kind of see him kicking the turf as he knows that Laba's coming in just to kind of make it look a little bit more dramatic and fair play to, to referee Kevin Stott he just didn't buy that at all. And that was some balls from the referee because to, to give two penalties at the Timbers Army end of the ground at Portland was like brave. Then with the crowd baying for his blood as it was to, to then not give the Timbers any penalty. Brave, brave decision. My candidate for referee of the year, but obviously I'm a little bit biased with that. Then of course, after the game, there was the the little coming together between the Portland players, the Whitecaps players, and both coaches. Now, reading a lot of the online chat from the Timbers fans, what, what they seemed to feel it was, was that the Whitecaps players, in their eyes, were preventing the, the Timbers from doing their traditional walk around the stadium and applauding the fans. I mean, come on, how petty is that? The Whitecaps get their first win in Portland after a barnstorming game. There's, what, 800, 1,000 Whitecaps fans had made the trip down. They're singing, they're celebrating. Of course the Whitecaps players want to celebrate with their fans. There was nothing to stop the Timbers players kind of going on and, and applauding their fans just a little bit behind the, the Whitecaps players doing their celebrations. Just very petty and... Like what happened in the week before with Seattle, which we, we talked about how that rivalry between Vancouver and Seattle is really, really brewing. I think this game as well is going to make the next two games between the Timbers and the, the Whitecaps really, really tasty. There's no love lost between the players, and it's like Will Johnson as well, just so annoying. And Pa Moduka, I mean, that guy is just a walking caution. When he picked the, the yellow car up with the incident with Fernandez. I'm amazed he actually stayed in the pitch. He's such an undisciplined player and he just loses the, the head so easily. And if I had been a Whitecaps player on that pitch, I would really have tried to wind him up in that second half to try and get him a second yellow. Now, of course, we also have to talk about that Fernandez incident. Very unsavoury, as I, I wrote in MLS Soccer on Thursday. Had some good stuff from Carl Robinson on it where he basically says that the, the Whitecaps and him did not condone that. It's not what the club's about. And it, it was just a horrible incident. I mean, Fernandez clearly trying to get cast sent off. I don't mind players trying to get another player sent off by, like, giving little digs and trying to get a reaction out of him, but not when you smack yourself in the face. Horrible thing to see. All, all this play acting that's in the modern game. Simulation, all the dives and people, like, going down, pretending they've been hit. It's just horrible to see. It's good that MLS have taken a stance. I would actually have liked to see uh, maybe a one-game suspension for Fernandez. I know that would hit the Whitecaps hard, but I think this sends a really good message out to all the players as to what the punishment would be. I mean, people say, how are you going to get this simulation out of the game? For me, fines just don't do it, especially in the big leagues. Like, you, you see it in the Premiership and other big leagues across the world. Players are diving, they get fined. These players are earning so much money. Obviously not the case in MLS where the, the salaries are not so high. But these guys are earning so much money. And any fine is just like a small drop in the ocean to them. What needs to happen is that the clubs need to get penalised by getting points deducted. So if, if a player like, say, Suarez for Liverpool or David Ferreira when he was with Dallas, any of these guys that have a reputation for diving, if after the event... It is shown that the player has simulated a dive, 
maybe won a penalty, maybe got a guy sent off, or even if during the game that the referee is very confident that it's a simulation or has booked the guy. And if the independent review panel do review that and feel that the player has cheated, the only thing that is going to try and stamp this out of the game is points deduction off the clubs. And I know it's drastic, but you can be certain. I mean, for, for all that someone like Carl Robinson can say, we spoke to the player, it's not going to happen again, we've made him know that that's not what this club's about. I mean, that's great. You hit a club, whether it's the Whitecaps, hopefully not, but any other club in the worst way possible by taking points off them, you'll soon see this stamped out of the game. So let's hear a little bit of what Carl Robinson had to say about that incident when he spoke to media at training on Wednesday. Yep, I spoke to him at length as a group. Uh, I told him it's not acceptable, we don't accept that. Uh, I don't condone that, the club won't condone that, and it was dealt with internally, so uh, it won't be happening again. It's it's not what I'm about as a head coach, and it's not what the club is about, and uh, it's important they know that. It does happen, uh, but it's not going to happen with our club. And uh, you know, I've made my feelings known, we've dealt with it, uh, and we move on. But like I said, it's important that I and make him aware that it's not acceptable um, and he won't be doing it again. Now the last thing I want to mention about the Portland game is Pedro Morales. He was outstanding on Sunday. Difference maker is how Carl Robinson described him and he certainly is. When he is on his game, he is just absolutely magnificent. Sprays balls around, just so dangerous and just it needs two players basically to, to try and mark him out of the game and even that doesn't work. Now he did a lot of great stuff in the game on Sunday against Portland but for me that pass that he gave to Harvey for, for what turned out to be the match-winning goal, that was just sublime. That was one of the best passes you're going to see in MLS soccer this year. The fact that in a big derby atmosphere, with the crowds loud, there's a lot going on, to, to actually take time to stop and look up and find Harvey at the back of the box and wait for him to come in, that just shows what a cool character Morales is. I mean, it's just fantastic. And here's what Carl Robinson had to say about Pedro after the game. Two goals, two assists. I said I brought him here to be a difference maker, and he certainly is a difference maker. Um, prior to tonight's match, and certainly tonight, I think he enjoyed the occasion. He slowed it down when we needed to, a bit like Diego Valeri, who runs the show for them. So, you know, it, it's it's great to watch uh, as a young coach who wants to learn and wants to watch exciting players. And today, obviously, the, there's two exciting, well, there's a few exciting players on the pitch. Now, before we leave the Portland game once and for all, I just have to play you my favourite quote from, from the weekend when we were chatting to the, the players and management after the game. Gary Kingston from the Vancouver Sun asked what is probably going to be my question of the year, my quote of the year, in the end-of-year AFTN season roundup. This doesn't even need any explanation. Let's just play the clip. How nerve-wracking was it at the end, the last 15 minutes, when they were putting so much pressure on you? They get a couple. How tight does a sprinter become? <laughs> <laughs> How tight? <laughs> All right. That's the first time I've ever been asked about my sphincter. This might not make it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's obviously when they score that first one, um, or the second one, I guess, in that second half, um, you know they're coming. And if you've seen them play, you know, I feel like they turn on in the 75th minute on. Uh, they really start pushing forward. And I think that Addy uh, made a big difference, lumping it in. Uh, we need to handle that a little bit better. So we'll have to look back and, you know, they were just lumping balls in the box and we need to do better with that. Fantastic question there and a great reply from Jordan Harvey. I'm pretty sure that, that nobody else has asked him about his sphincter before. And I don't know, goal, Jordan Harvey goal machine has caught on. Um, maybe we can get lots of questions about sphincters catching on as well, we'll, we'll kind of see. 
So that's all about the Portland game. Let's move ahead now and look to this Saturday's game against Philadelphia Union. Now it's going to be a, a tough game for the White Caps, but they're going into this game in such great form before they go off on their kind of two and a half week break for the, for the World Cup and uh, the next game, a home game against Montreal on June 25th. Now, if the Whitecaps can avoid defeat, as we mentioned at the start of the show, then they're, they're going to have gone on a seven-game unbeaten streak, which is the best in the MLS era. Also, if they can get a third away win on the bounce, that is also the best the Whitecaps have done in the MLS era. And so much of it is just about the way that the Whitecaps are playing on the road. I mean, we complained so much, other people complained so much last year, about the way that Martin Rennie set his team out on the road, so defensive, and we've talked about it already a lot this season. It's the complete opposite from Carl Robinson. Now the win against Columbus, the one now, that was a hard-fought game. It was, it was really ground out, but they deserved that win. Last weekend's game against Portland, four goals away from home. I mean, who thought that the Whitecaps would actually score four goals away from home? So Philly is going to be a tough proposition. The Whitecaps have never scored at PPL Park, never mind coming away from the place with three points. But Philly are, are they're having a kind of mixed season. They've only won three games all year. They've only won one game at home. And that was in the, the second week of the season where they beat New England 1-0. So it's interesting. John Hackworth was quoted on MLS Soccer saying that he really wants to make home advantage pay. Very strange because to me they don't have any home advantage. I mean, that, that one win against New England when New England were still trying to find their feet and before they were in their, their full goal-scoring form. Since then, they, they've got two other wins, just three for the whole season. The other two came on the road. And basically that's two wins in 13 games they've had. A couple of draws in there as well. But the, out of their last three games, they, they won against Chivas at the weekend. 3-0 win. I mean, that was a battle between two bad teams and Chivas were just really, really bad. And Dan Kennedy didn't have his, his best game and goal for the, the GOATs either. But I mean, that, that will give them some confidence coming into that. But in the two games before that, they let five goals and then four goals in. Nine goals in two games. I mean, that's just unbelievable to, to be doing that. And with the way that the Whitecaps have got this attacking mindset really at home and away and with the young exciting talent that they've got they can really punish Philadelphia in this one if they go for it and as Cal Robinson has said in the past that's the only way they can play they can't play any other way they are going to go for it and I, I think we're going to see a, another goal fest so before I, I give you any more talk about my thoughts on the game let's hear a little bit from training this week so we'll hear from head coach Cal Robinson you know, there's not much tactically we can do now um, in the build-up to the Philadelphia game. It's more about recovering. We've got a few little bumps and bruises, so we'll analyse that, and that will be dependent on whether we make any changes or try and freshen it up. So it's important they just keep in good frame of mind because after the result on the weekend, it's important we go in with confidence, which we will, but knowing it's a difficult game. Listen, any away game is difficult. We know that. Obviously, it's it's, it's on grass, which is always good. Um, you know, and they're they're a good technically a good side. I said they coach very well with John. You know, he's he's brought a lot of young players through, and the technical side of their team is very good. So we're going to have to make sure that we match that, um, and can we put our stamp of our attacking play on them? And if we do that, then you know they've leaked goals. Having said that, we've leaked goals as well. So um, you know, I seem to be saying this every week that I'm sure there'll be a lot of goals in the game. Hopefully, uh, you know they will for us and not for them. But it'll be a difficult game, but one that we're ready for. So team selection for the Whitecaps is going to be an interesting one this week. I think there will be changes. I see Fernandez dropping to the bench. Nothing to do with the incident on Sunday. I just felt that he he wasn't really at his best. He does play well with Morales. He kind of links up really well with him. But 
I think Russell Tiber, the way that he played in that second half, and they are going to kind of want to shore up a little bit defensively, which as we said in the podcast last week in the lead-up to the Portland game, Tiber does add that quality to the team. He can really shore up the defence if he needs to, but he can also add the attacking presence. So I think he will come in for Fernandes. I think the defence is going to be set in stone despite letting those three goals in. And Jaden Merritt, was he at fault for a lot of the, the goals last week? Yeah, but he also had some really strong tackles as well, which was brave coming off what had happened to him with giving away two penalties in three of the last games. So for me, the only other change is going to be, I see Kakuta Mani dropping to the bench, and I think Darren Mattox is going to come in. I think they might actually try Darren playing on the left and keep Hurtado up front in the striker's role. I mean, four goals in four games in all competitions. You can't have Hurtado doing anything else just now but being that out-and-out striker. So I think we'll see Mattox coming on. When he came on against Portland, I think he was trying a little bit too hard because he knows he's not the main man now. Eric Cartaro has kind of stolen his thunder. So he was desperate to get a goal. And we kind of saw a little bit of the Matics of old from last season where he was just trying too hard, holding on to the ball, trying the shots and, and basically not going for the, the best pass and to, to set someone else up. But I think he'll come in. Then I think we'll see Manny coming on in the second half. And then depending on how the game goes, we could have that dream attack of Manny, Matics and Hurtado and that, that's just going to be something else for a, a tired Philadelphia defence who have a reputation this year for shipping goals to, to try and hold on to. So that's my thoughts on the game. Let's hear now from the one and only predicting dog I would like to say as well, Predictapooch. So we're bringing you this special prediction from Asilomar Beach in Pacific Grove, California. So because we're outdoors with the waves crashing off the rocks behind us, I thought we'll do this a little bit different. So we've come to a nice quiet rock pool area and we've singled out three different rock pools. If he goes to rock pool one, which has a sea anemone in it, that means Predictor Pooch is going for a Philadelphia win. Rock pool number two has a starfish, because if the White Cats can at least get a point out of the game against Philly, then they're going to extend their unbeaten streak to our club record-breaking seven. And that'll make them all starfish. Then rock pool number three has a lot of hermit crabs in it. Now if Predictor Pooch goes to that rock pool, then that's going to be a White Caps win. Because like a hermit crab, comfortable at home, but also getting more comfortable on the move and kind of sitting up home wherever they go. So let's let him off the leash. We'll throw a stick in the direction of all three rock pools and we'll see what he can find. So are you ready to predict the pooch? On your marks. Get set. Go get those paws wet. He, he's on the road, he's, he's going, he's gone, he's gone for rock pool three. He's gone for rock pool three. It's official, Predicted Pooch has crabs, which probably comes from hanging around that little Mexican chihuahua that we were talking about. You know what those Latinas are like. So there we have it, Predicted Pooch going for rock pool three, going for the hermit crabs, going for a white caps win. Let's hope he's right. I'm also going for that this week as well. I think the Whitecaps are going to get a 3-1 victory. I think they're going to struggle to keep a clean sheet again. And 
I expect Philly to try and exploit the, to them the left side of the park and basically the, the right side of the Whitecaps defence. It's definitely the weakest with Rio Coker and Demerit being really at that side. So I think they're they're going to get something from this game. Whitecaps, I can see going two, three goals up before Philadelphia actually get on the score sheet. But I'm going for the Whitecaps win. A nice three points in the build-up to this nice break that they're going to have. How the Whitecaps come back after this break is also going to be the key because we've seen two summer collapses now. I don't think we're going to see this again under Carl Robinson, but who knows. So that's all for this episode of There's Still Time. We won't be bringing you anything after the Philadelphia game just because we're, we're on the road, not going to get a chance to get any audio. And also the Whitecaps are going to be on a break for a while, so we might try and get a round table set up during that period before the next match. So stay tuned for that. Also watch out on AFTN for our residency week, our third annual residency week. It's not coming up next week, but the week after that when the under-18s and the under-16s will both be heading to USSDA playoff action. And that's going to be an exciting time, so we'll, we'll do a lot on the site and on the podcast in the build-up to that. So remember, you can find us on Twitter at AFTN Canada. You can read all my stuff online, AFTN on Canadian Soccer News, AFTN.ca, CanadianSoccerNews.com. Also watch my stuff on MLSsoccer.com and Soccerly.com, where I'll be bringing you all the latest Whitecaps news. So until next time, thanks for listening, take care, and mon the caps.